What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 18 of the Jibs Podcast. I am here with my friend and fellow podcaster, Rami Webby, the host of Beyond Medicine. It's just about getting up and doing it and, like, you know, finding the time, finding the people, and making it happen. You take control and you say, okay, this needs to be done, and you do it. And you're never ready to start a business. <laughs> you just either, you either do it or you don't. Welcome to the Jibs Podcast, showcasing Detroit's movers and shakers, bringing you stories that reveal the gusto and grit that's long defined the city and its people. Together, we'll uncover the history and direction of the Motor City, one voice at a time. This is the Jibs Podcast with Jabron Ahmed. How are you, man? Doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, let's just get right into it. What is Beyond Medicine? Yeah, so uh, I've kind of like for the last year, I've been toying with the idea of starting a podcast. You know, I've watched a lot of Gary Vee stuff and he just talks about starting podcasts. So I thought it'd be cool, especially within like our medical community. And um, I guess I kind of got the idea of Beyond Medicine with, from like, you know, I always wanted to kind of do, uh, I, I've always been like, an outside the box thinker, I guess, so to mm-hmm. speak. And I wanted to do something where I could really express my creativity and, you know, do something I'm really interested in doing and something I find fun. So I thought it'd be cool if, you know, I could kind of bridge the gap between, um, you know, doctors, medical experts, and patients and everyday people. So I thought, and I, and I always, and I saw that there was an opportunity to do that because. There is a lot of medical knowledge out there. There is a lot of information out there. But how do we get it to people in a way that's engaging, that's um, interesting, and that's simple? So that was kind of my idea for the podcast. And then there's another part to that, and that's the, the, the kind of the meaning that Beyond Medicine has to me. And that's kind of like going beyond your title, going beyond your profession and... Um, uh, you know, not being limited to just that and being able to express yourself uniquely. So I kind of, it's kind of a combination of the two ideas for me. So how did you... Well, I, I guess before we get into that, tell me a little bit about your personal journey and how it came, how it came to you, it, uh, starting the podcast. Yeah, so uh, I just actually... So I went to Michigan State... Um, for undergrad, went there for medical school. I just graduated last uh, two weeks ago and just found out I'm going to be doing my residency a couple days ago. And uh, so, yeah, that's kind of been my journey through medical school. And then um, I started a blog somewhere in like my second year of medical school and then started um, documenting things on Instagram, like my whole journey. Uh, I built, like, I started connecting with a lot of people. It's like a very niche community. So, mm-hmm we're all pretty connected in there and we, we all share our advice and we, you know, um, we help each other out. So it's, it's a really, it's really cool to be part of that community. And so that also inspired me a little bit to do the podcast as well, because, you know, I have, I've had a lot of support. I've had a lot of, uh, meaningful connections and there's a lot of people that are doing cool stuff in the, in the community. And then that kind of opens up your mind to it. So I think there's a, it's very valuable to connect with with people within your space because mm-hmm. not only does it open your mind to things, it also, you know, you can learn from them. You can ask them for advice if they're doing something you want to do. Um, so, yeah, that's a, that's a little bit of how I got started. Cool. And do you feel like there, through this journey of, 
you know, connecting with people that are kind of the same journey as you, um, and then also while podcasting, connecting with professionals who have been doing these things for a while. Um, do you feel like there are uh, different niches in medicine that are sharing information with each other, or do you feel like that that needs to happen more? Um, uh, what do you mean by different niches, like different groups within? Uh, different like professions within medicine. Yeah, so so with with our Instagram community, it's more like you know uh, all the all the kind of specialties, all everybody from pre meds to med students to residents to physicians. Um, we all kind of are within the same general you know community. I think there's a lot of overlapping. I'm sure like oh, like plastic surgeons probably interact more with each other. You know, different groups interact more with each other, but. It's, that's the really cool thing about it. It's like it's under this big umbrella of like just medicine where it's like PAs, it's nurses, it's NPs, it's, uh, you know, MDs and DOs. We're all kind of under this umbrella. Mm. And it's cool because you get to interact and engage with these people, learn about their lives, their stories, and then share your life and your story. And that I think is good for healthcare in general because there's less of a... You know, when you're in the hospital setting, there's a little bit of a gap between um, between physicians, between and other f- professionals, and you don't get that sense uh, in, in social media. You don't feel like that separation, that ego, um, all the things that kind of like hospital culture is kind of weird. Mm. So it's cool to get away from that in the Instagram community, in the in the social media community. Yeah. Uh, are there any challenges that you see like in the healthcare industry that you've been (laughs) facing so far uh, when it comes to interacting with communities on Instagram or through social media? Um, Yeah, so there's, I mean, healthcare is a mess in general. uh, And there's so many things wrong with it. Um, Specifically, what I really, what really I found striking just starting my clinical experience was kind of the the culture of medicine. Um, I think there's a lot wrong with it. And there's a lot of, um, it's a, because it's a hierarchy, it's a hierarchy, hierarchy field. So, you know, you know, the higher you up in the hierarchy, the more, um, you, the more prestige you feel, you feel, or like the more entitlement you feel. So there's kind of like this looking down upon people who are under you. So whether that be an, uh, an attending looking down on a med student or, uh, you know, a, a nurse or something like that there's kind of like this weird vibe you get and you feel it a lot of the times um and i think that's for a lot of uh professions that have a hierarchy like that i just think it's a little bit more pronounced in medicine um so yeah there that's one of the problems of course there's all the things that are going on with healthcare, like um, the problems we have with you know getting people insured with um you know a big problem right now is the amount of paperwork and hoops you have to jump through with insurance and things like that and trying to fight with them all the time. So there are a lot of things that are going on in healthcare that need to be addressed. Um, and we talk about a lot of these things like through our social media accounts, you know, we actually raise awareness because people talk about their experience, what they're going through. And we're and a lot of us can relate because we see what's going on and we try to, re, we try to, you know, relay that on to the rest of the community. And, you know, sometimes it's all just talk. Sometimes it's like maybe, um, you know, we're just venting. But other times, you know, like raising awareness eventually does lead to, to change. 
and it could inspire someone or it could um, you know in some way have a ripple effect that can lead to change. Can you talk about a personal connection that you've made through the community or maybe some piece of advice that was given through the community that positively affected somebody? Yeah, also, I mean, everybody that I've interviewed on my podcast, minus one, has been uh, just connecting with through, uh, through Instagram, you know, sending them a DM and saying, hey, uh, I'd love to interview you and talk a little bit about, uh, you know, your expertise. I think uh, that's been huge for me. I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't be able to do any of what I've done so far with the podcast, which I've only, you know, we're launching on Monday, so it's still the very beginning. Mm -hmm. um, but that's just been a huge tool for me to connect to people, um, you know, just sliding in the DMs, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, so it's definitely been very beneficial. And I've had, like, people's posts, you know, some people who I look up to have, share a lot of really interesting things. For example, uh, just recently, sorry, I'm just going to get some water. So just recently, um, so I didn't end up matching through the match. And that was a really hard blow for me because, uh, you know, in med school, that's kind of the thing you do. You, you go through it and at the end, you know, you kind of match with all your friends. That wasn't the case for me. So I struggled with that in the beginning. And, and a big reason why I was able to cope with it so well was, um, you know, some people who had reached out to me on my Instagram because... Um, I had shared the news with them and, you know, they gave me an overwhelming amount of support. So that made me feel like, you know, I'm not alone in this and, um, you know, people are just very, very supportive. And then other people shared their stories as well. And I saw, okay, this isn't, this isn't the end of the world for me. You know, um, just because this happened, it doesn't define me. Uh, it's happened to a lot of other people before me and it's going to happen to people after me. So... Really, and that was all through my Instagram, through my social media account, uh, where I had that tremendous amount of support, and um, you know, uh, it was really, really helpful for me. Med school and you know the healthcare industry, I feel like has a high amount of stress on the people involved in it. <laughs> yeah, look at my um, hair. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I think I think this is a really good testimony to you know the power of support. And people that are going through the same journey as Absolutely. you and the same experiences as you. Um, so, I mean, on that note, what are you hoping for um, in the next year, two years uh, for this community? Um, so from my standpoint, I want to, I mean, my goal, my, the whole reason I started it was to help people who are on the same journey. So my journey is a little bit different than other people's journeys. I was, I was kind of going through the, I had the underdog story, you know, where... I faced a lot of adversity, um, so I was the guy in high school that was flicking paper balls in the back of class, you know, like f paper footballs, and I, well, I didn't have good grades. You know, I was smart, but I didn't have good grades, and then in college, you know, I was pretty average, and then I flunked an entire year of classes, and I had to come back from that. So um, I remember, from no, I knew, I know what that feels like, so... I kind of wanted to uh, put that out there for people who are in a similar position or people who uh, might be go might go through something similar. And if if they can hear my story, maybe they'll feel like, oh, I can do this too, or uh, you know, if he can do it, I can do it. Um, because when I was going through it, I got a lot of discouragement. I got like there was a lot of negativity. 
I didn't have I didn't have someone to look to like say okay he did it maybe if he did I could too and I kind of wish I did have that um, I would just go on SDN it's like this blog for medical students and I'd read about everybody's like 99th percentile 99th percentile scores and how they're worried about getting in and I feel like oh my god I don't stand a chance so it's I think it's good for people to know that you don't have to be stellar you have to work hard you have to be persistent you have to um, believe in yourself most importantly and I try to be that source of inspiration for people uh, especially on my Instagram community and especially when I feel like uh someone when some like i have a soft spot for people who are like struggling through that when i get a message and i think like oh man i've been there i know what it's like i have a soft spot for that so i try to help them and try to you know make them realize like don't worry it's gonna work out just you know keep doing what you're doing work hard it'll happen and um sometimes i sometimes i have to look back at my own story and realize oh man i made it through that like uh okay i gotta take my own advice mm -hmm. you know um, for aspiring, uh, aspiring doctors that are listening or watching or uh, people that want to be a part of the healthcare industry in the future, uh, what kind of tangible advice can you give them? Don't do uh, it. For people going on this journey. <laughs> don't do it? <laughs> no, no. I, no, but seriously, don't do it. But also only do it if, it's, if you can't imagine. This is at least for becoming a physician. Uh, to do that... I think you really have to be honest with yourself and it has to feel like it's something that's coming from your soul. You know, something very strong is pulling you towards it because if you're iffy um, or if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, if you just think it's cool, it looks cool on Grey's Anatomy or on TV, um, definitely you should rethink it. Um, and I say that, and some people get discouraged when I say that, but I, I don't want people to go through it and... and you know, then feel stuck because once you're through it, you get, once you get in it, it's hard to get out because now you have debt. Now you have uh, a tremendous amount of guilt if you do get out of it. So there's a lot of things that like, once you're in it, you're in it and you don't want to put yourself in a bad situation. And then I would say that if you know, if, if it's something you know deep down inside, you want to do it, um, there's no better profession out there, especially if you feel like it's the right profession for you. If you have that calling, if you feel like deep down, this is what you want to do. There is no better profession out there. We, just as a profession, as doctors, as nurses, as PAs, we have to bind together uh, and, and solve the big problems that healthcare is going to face because a lot of the problems that have, that have been happening in healthcare right now are because um, administrators, you know, CEOs, they don't care about doctors, they don't care about nurses, they don't care about the, the patients, they care about their bottom line. You know, we need people, we need more physicians, we need more nurses, we need more pe people um, working to make healthcare better. And that has to come from the people who are in it. That has to come from the doctors, that has to come from the nurses, that has to come from within. Because we know the problems that, are, that we face and we know the problems that patients are facing. So if these things are going to be solved, they have to be solved from within our own community. And so we have to kind of promote this idea that and this is also a part of beyond medicine. We have to promote this idea that we're not just our titles. We're not just our professions. We can be these problem solvers. We can be the people that make these changes. Um, you know, we can be the people that fix healthcare. That's really, really, really what I want to eventually, you know, get people to realize and get people to, to become a part of. And I want them to believe in that idea that 
they're not just their title, they're not just their profession. You can become the CEO of a hospital, you can start this new revolutionary, revolutionary direct primary care practice and solve a big part of, of the things that are wrong with primary care, like the, the person you had, uh, Plum Health, you mm -hmm. know, I think they're doing a great service. Um, and it's things like that that really inspire me. Uh, so I mean, let's let's talk about some of the problems. Uh, to you, what are the top two biggest issues that you're passionate about in the industry? Um, for me, uh, so one of them would be the the bureaucracy that's going on in medicine. Um, so uh, insurance, paperwork, uh, it's actually pretty miserable. I've seen a lot of doctors who are just fed up. They want to quit medicine. You know, they've worked their whole life doing it, but they can't take another second talking on the phone telling you know some guy with uh that's like right out of high school telling him why this patient needs this treatment you know it's actually kind of ridiculous because you're having it's almost like the the doctors aren't even making the calls sometimes you know it's the insurance companies that are and it's actually kind of ridiculous so that the bureaucracy is a big part of the problem but you know when you have direct primary care uh, where it's a membership-based service and you don't take insurance, that's one whole element that's taken out of the, that's taken out, that's one thing that's taken out of the equation. You can focus more on the patient care and the problems for the patient instead of worrying about how you're gonna make ends meet and how the patient's going to afford it and uh, whether insurance is gonna pay for all of this. So there's a lot of problems that it solves. And uh, so yeah, bu bureaucracy is one. Um, I would say culture is another. Physician suicide, man, it's a big issue. Um, I think the last study that came out showed that physicians were twice as likely to commit suicide than the general population, mm. which is nuts. And, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, two med students from NYU, you know, committed suicide. Uh, and a lot of it has to do with the culture of medicine. Um, you know, people are burnt out. People. Uh, feel like they're trapped, feel like they're stuck. Um, and I think it's kind of sad. I think those are the two big issues. So for people uh, listening that are already on this journey, uh, that are stressed or feel trapped, um, let's, let's talk like some tangible things that, looking back, how, how did you work more efficiently? How do you work more efficiently? Like what kind of tools have you been using? Uh, just to make yeah. your workflow better. Yeah, so first I saw anybody feeling that way, feeling like you know they're at a dead end or feeling depressed or having any uh, suicidal thoughts or anything like that. The first thing you should do is talk to someone. You know, talk to someone, anyone. Talk to someone you trust. Tell them how you're feeling. You know, because you know, just talking to someone is going to make things a little bit better and know that you're not alone. You know, uh, sometimes when you're going through these things, you, your brain's not kind of... It's not thinking clearly, you know, when you're depressed, when you're uh, going through some, uh, when you've had a traumatic experience, sometimes the impulsivity is what's really dangerous. So people go out and they, they can harm themselves when otherwise, when they're not in that state of mind, they would never do that. So don't act on your impulsivity. Know that you're not alone. Know that other people have been through this. Know that you can reach out to your family, to your friends. There are people that want to help you. Uh, so that's the first thing I would say to anybody that's feeling like that. And um, I'm sorry, what was the second part of the question? Um, so tangible advice is like working more efficiently. Oh yeah, like so yeah, yeah definitely, um, you know, self-care. Uh, we talk a lot about that in our community, you know. Um, 
it's taking care of yourself. It's eating right, um, as hard as it is to do. Uh, you don't have to eat right all the time, but trying to eat right, you know, that has a big effect on uh, your mood and um, your attitude and things like that, and your energy levels. And another thing is exercise. Like these are so like cliche things, but really they make a difference. You know, exercise has been proven to be just as effective as an antidepressant in reducing uh, depression. It's just as effective as an SSRI that you get prescribed. Um, so do those things. You know, they help. And uh, be uh, don't be so hard on yourself. Um, you know. When I found out I didn't match, I was really hard on myself because I have very high expectations. And when you have high expectations for yourself um, and you don't meet them, that leads to depression. That leads to sadness. It leads to those things. So um, I knew that even though I had these high expectations, because I didn't meet a benchmark, didn't define me or um, my capability to do so in the future. It was just a small setback and I was going to have to recoup. And, um, you know, I, I kind of took it as a sign, as an opportunity to look at this and, a, and an opportunity to grow. So I think keep the right perspective also. Um, so and if there's a setback, use it as an opportunity because if you do, you'll grow from it and you'll become stronger. Um, and you'll be able to handle these things better in the future. So uh, there is good things about like these kind of things happening. There's always a good, there's always a positive. So try and focus on that. There's always something positive. Hmm. I would rather get punched in the mouth right now when I'm 27 uh, and face some adversity rather than it have, like, have a smooth life, be smooth sailing, and then get punched in the mouth when I'm 40 and I have a family and I have people relying on me and my whole family gets punched in the mouth, right. you know. So uh, there's always a positive to something. So these things that you go through, these hard times, they make you stronger for the future and they make you more resilient and they add to your character too. So there's always a positive. Um, just a couple more questions. Uh, what life event that you can think of, uh, maybe in your childhood or... Um, when you were in high school or whenever, has had a huge impact on your life that you can think of today that has affected the way that you are today? Mm, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I would definitely say, uh, you know, some of my family's struggles um, growing up uh, financially or whatever it may be, other struggles. I think that's shaped a big part of who I am. Uh, it's part of the reason why I feel, um, why I have like a bit of ambition. I definitely think that has a big part to do with it. Um, and, you know, also the support that I've gotten from my family, the amount of uh, things that they've done for me, you know, the amount of effort that they've done, the, the, the lengths they've gone to uh, kind of make sure that, you know, we had everything we needed to kind of make it through this uh, and to kind of be something. I just kind of have an extreme gratitude for my parents um, and for all that they've done. So that's also given me this outlook on life. Like I'm very lucky, very blessed to um, have grown up number one here in the States. You know, if we live here, we're already in the 1%, man. Like we have so much to be grateful for. So uh, that, like just having all those experiences, having that support from my family and then, you know, seeing them handle their struggles and still, you know, give us everything we ever needed um, really gave me a sense like, like, you know, 
it, it gave me a sense of responsibility, uh, feeling like respond, like I feel like I have a responsibility to give back, to make something of myself, to um, have a purpose, and to not just kind of glide by in my life, but to really try to be something, and make an impact, and have a purpose. Um, so I think everybody's childhood, the more the more adversity you face in life, uh, you know, a lot of people don't have good role models, a lot of people don't have good parents, um, and uh, they may have gone through their own struggles in life, but every one of those things can be taken, and with the right perspective, that can make you, um, uh, that can shape you for who you're meant to be, you know, the more struggles you have, I really think the the more, the stronger you can be, you know, throughout life. A lot of these, you know, a lot of people, a lot of these billionaires and these uh, CEOs and entrepreneurs and people who have done things that are really amazing didn't have the best childhoods, didn't have everything come to them so easily. You know, they had to work for it their whole life, their whole lives. And um, it's a blessing in its own way. Mm -hmm. I think, I think that's some great advice to end on uh, for people listening or people watching. Uh, where can they connect with you? Yeah, so if you want to follow me on my Instagram, uh, it's at drrami.do, and it's spelled uh, D-O-C-T-O-R, Rami, R-A-M-I, dot D-O. And um, my podcast is going to be on iTunes on Tuesday, and that's at Beyond Medicine. And you can follow the podcast also at Beyond underscore Med. So, um, you know, we, we try to, we're, we'll be trying to bring uh, experts, thought leaders, you know, people who uh, have done something really cool in medicine or have some really inspiring ideas or just have really good expertise about a certain subject within medicine. And, uh, you know, we'll bring you practical advice, things that you can use uh, to better your life, to, you know, be the best version of yourself, to grow. Um, so all kinds of people are welcome, health enthusiasts, people that know nothing about medicine. You don't have to have a background, you know. That's why, that's what the podcast is for, to break it down for you. Mm-hmm. Awesome, man. Well, brother, I appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Jibs. Yes, sir. My man. Until next time, guys, stay tuned.